today I want to talk to you about leveling up your faith. Leveling up your faith. So the first week we talked about what leveling up was all about. And then last week we talked about how to level up. And thirdly, this week I want to talk to you about leveling up our faith. The final series, final week in this series. But before I go there, let me share again this great quote from Nelson Mandela. Listen to these words, which apply to every one of us here today. There is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is, that is less than the one you are capable of living. Yes. Let me say that again. Wow. There is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Nelson Mandela said these great words. Maybe you at one time have said these words to yourself. Maybe to your spouse. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over again. I know, I know there's a plan for me in this life and I don't know what it is. But I know it's greater, greater than what I'm doing right now. Sound familiar? Yeah. Anybody ever say that or think that? Yeah. I would hope that you have at least thought that. And I believe that God does have a plan and a purpose for every one of us. According to Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11... He has plans to bring you a hope and a future, not to harm you. And when we align our will with his will, those things begin to happen yes. in our life. Amen? Amen. So our, our sermon text this afternoon is found in Colossians. And if I can just have you stand real briefly with me. We're going to read from Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. I've got a bunch of scriptures today and I also want to read from different versions, some that bring out the, the, the quality or the quantity in a clearer fashion. Today, this scripture is in the New Living Translation. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 reads this way. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is declared, it's truth, and forever faithful. Now we pray your anointing to our understanding today. Give me the words to speak and give us clear hearing and understanding to walk away today changed and transformed. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. How many know that faith, faith is a process? Faith is a process. Every one of us right now have a level or a measure of faith. If you were to go to the person next to you, they may have a greater level of faith than you. You, in fact, may be at a greater level of faith or understanding than you were the year before. Yes. And, and so forth. And every one of us wants to grow and level up in faith. Yes. There's this expression, you know, I'm a Niner fan. Any Niner fans in here? Okay. No. All right. If you're Raider fans, we'll have an altar call here for you at the end of the service. I'm just saying. All right. But here's the thing. When you hear sports teams interviewed or individuals interviewed after a game, they'll say, so how was it that you were able to, to do this all throughout the game? Or what did you do when it didn't look so good at the beginning in that first quarter? 
And usually a response will be something like this. Well, you know, it's all about trusting the process, you know, and we're, we're trusting the process. And, and we got through because we trusted in the process. Have you ever heard that? You know, and that what that means is there's a system there. They've been taught. And when you learn to rely on what you've been taught, it's a process. And you come out victorious. Just like they do in the sports teams, so do we spiritually when we learn to trust the process. Yeah. Amen? Amen? How do you level up in faith so you can overflow with blessings, with truth, with revelation in your life? Trust the process. This is the process right here. This is the process. When you trust the process, you will grow. You will grow in faith and mature in faith into that person that God has intended. Amen? Amen. So real quick, I'm going to go through a few points here this afternoon to level up our faith. Ready? Here we go. Number one, feed your faith through the word. Hopefully, whenever you go to church, whatever church you attend, they will tell you this. This is elementary. This is part of that process. In fact, it's one of the most important things of that process. Feed your faith through the word. You see, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. When you read your word, the word of God, and how many know that the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever? It does not change. Jesus Christ is the same today, tomorrow, forever. And so when you read that word, you can take it to the bank. You can count on it. It's not going to change. If he said he loved you, he loves you. No matter what you did or how you feel about yourself, he may not like where you're at, but he's going to encourage you to get on up and move forward. Amen? Amen. So faith begins where the will of God is known. And that leads to this question of that people commonly ask, well, how do you know the will of God? How do I know that that's the will of God for my life? Well, here's a simple truth. Start with this. How do I know what the will of God isn't? Start with that, number one. So I'm here, married for 25 and a half years, and all of a sudden I start feeling, well, that's that young, single-looking woman over there. And, you know, I'm getting to be that age where I need something new in my life. And I think that's the will of God for me. Well, how messed up is that? It, does, does that line up with what the word of God tells me? No. So number one, you can quickly determine what the will of God isn't. Then the next thing is, Lord, show me through your word what the will of God is. Because he will never go against his word. He will never go against his spoken word. Does that make sense this, this afternoon? Read your Bible. Begin doing what it says. Growing and growing in faith. And we feed on the word of God. Amen? Amen. See, the word of God is alive. It's nourishment to our souls, to our spirit. We cannot grow if we don't eat it. You know, and and fortunately, we live in a world today where on your phone, you have apps that have the Bible. How many have a Bible app on their phone right now? It's so easy to listen to the word of God. You can get your car and just turn on the old-fashioned radio and you'll hear a good program on the Word. Oh, but Pastor, I don't have time. Oh, no. You just don't make time. We all have time. We all have 24 hours. 
84,280, oh, never mind. It's not important. But we all have the same amount of time. Amen? Amen. We have to take time to begin to read the Word of God. See, our faith activates the Word of God. Our faith then begins to activate the Word of God. Listen to this scripture here in John 14 and verse 26. In the New King James Version, it says it this way. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. What he's saying there is that when you read the Word of God, he gives you wisdom and and the Holy Spirit will speak through you to bring to your remembrance the things that you need to be speaking or believing or understanding at that moment. Aren't you thankful for a God that loves you and cares for you and that will speak to you in the middle of whatever it is that you're going through? And he'll bring to your remembrance, oh yeah, I know it's tough right now. I'm going through a tough season in my life and this turmoil, but Lord, you bring me peace. You bring me comfort. Lord, you you promised in your word, you'd never leave me nor forsake me. I'm reminded of these scriptures, amen? amen? Amen, but you don't, have those promises if you don't read the word of God reading the word of God allows that Holy Spirit again to bring bring into remembrance all of his word do you realize this that the word of God is the Old Testament 39 books the New Testament 27 books a total of 66 books in the Bible this is his will and last testament it's the will and last testament of Jesus Christ to you and I It's his will. Anybody here, you don't have to raise your hand, but some of you have a will. Some of you have a will. And that goes on to your descendants, to those that will live, outlive you. And in the same fashion, our Lord and Savior prepared this word, this testament, new, old and new, for you and I. But we'll never reap the benefits if we don't read it. Because if you don't read it, you can't claim it. And if you can't claim it, You can't have it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go on to our second point. Secondly, exercise your faith by your actions. This is so true because this applies to believers or non-believers. What I mean by that is what you do in life will reflect what you've learned. What you do in life will reflect what you've learned, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. So listen, listen to the scripture here. It tells us in John chapter 8, verse 38. I tell the things which I have seen and learned at my father's side. And your actions also reflect what you have heard and learned from your father. You know, our, our actions come about because that's what we learned. We learned it from somebody. It could have been your parents or it could have been a, Bad influence, a a big brother, a big sister. See, I was the bad influence on my brothers and sisters when I was younger. They'll tell you that. But then the Lord stepped into my life. Amen. Thank God for that. I was the bad influence. Where's my brother Reuben? He's not in here right now. He stepped out. But he'll tell you that. So I didn't have have to help him later. I taught him all those things that he ended up doing, you know, in his life. Because I learned from somebody else, other bad influences. In the same way, the word of God 
will apply to your life. You learn this, you live it, you act it. It will affect you. It will affect your family. It will affect those that come up behind you. You can be a godly influence or you can be an ungodly influence in your life. Amen. Amen. All of us here should desire that our actions represent his instructions, his word. We truly level up when we live like this. We level up. We take it to the next level. Psalms 119 and verse 5 says this. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. That my actions would reflect what his word has stated. What his word has declared to me. That my actions would consistently do that. Now, I get this. We're not perfect. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm not perfect. Now look at your other neighbor and tell him, Pastor Rick's not perfect. But, but having said that, our actions, should, we should strive to be consistent. We should strive to be consistent in our actions. Amen? Amen? That it would reflect God's will in our life. There will be times that maybe my kids see something that, well, I didn't expect that from dad, from Pastor Rick. And I may need to go up to my two daughters here and say, I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that or I didn't mean to say that. And thankfully, I haven't had too many of those moments, but they do happen. Amen? Amen? They do happen. And you have to be real because you want to be consistent with what you're living, with what you're talking. And so think about that. Next time you're about to say something, next time you're about to do something, think about it. Are your actions aligning with his decrees, with his instructions in his word? Knowing that God's word is true, you will be rewarded for the actions you take. And likewise. For the actions you don't take. Did you get that? You will be rewarded for the actions you take. And the actions you don't take. Well it's pretty simple to understand. Lord if I, if I want to live a godly life. I, I choose to do what it says in the Bible. Live a godly uh, life. And uh, one dedicated to you. Consecrated to you. Easier said than done right? But, but we do that to the best of our ability with the help of the Holy Spirit. We do that. But there's also this other thing. What, what about those things that he calls you to do, but that we don't do? Like, for example, you just made a comment. I say this all the time. You just said something sharp to your spouse, to your boyfriend, girlfriend. And you know that wasn't the right tone. Yes. And all of a sudden, you just feel the Holy Spirit telling you. And, and that you could call it guilt. I believe it's the Holy Spirit. If you have God inside you, if you have Jesus Christ, the King of Kings living inside of you, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you saying, that was not cool. You need to go back and say, I'm sorry. But it's those things that we don't do that we also receive consequences to. When we don't do those things, when we don't follow up on those things. Amen? Amen. Listen to the word here in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 12. It says, don't excuse yourself by saying, oh, look, we didn't, we didn't know. I didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. Wow. That's 
Bible right there. Let me say that one more time because that one's heavy right there. It says, he will repay all people as their actions deserve, good and bad. In fact, the Bible says, I quote this one all the time because I'm throwing it at me. I say, God will judge us for every word that proceeded out of our mouth, that comes out of our mouth. Did you know that? Joking wise. I mean, it's, it's fine to joke. I joke around just like all of you. But there are some things that should never come out of your mouth as a believer in Christ. Amen? Amen. And you know that. So just know this, that one day we will all be judged for every word that comes out of our mouth. Is it lining up with what God's word says for your life? Amen? So again, uh, the Bible says here in verse 24, I want to read it again, verse 12. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts. That means he's, he understands your heart. He already sees what you did. It's like trying to hide from God and say, trying to hide from uh, God like Adam and Eve did, right? They hid, the Bible says, from God. Now, where are you going to go hide from God? Come on. Where are you going to go hide from God? You can't do that. So again, God sees all. Our third point in how to level up with faith is speak to your faith to make it grow. And I want to read this scripture here. And, I, and I'm sorry, I cut off the, uh, the uh, scripture verse there. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 on your handout there. But it says this. It says, the scripture says, I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. Did you get that? I spoke because I believed. In the same spirit of faith, we also speak because we believe. Speak to your faith to make it grow. There's times, how many have been or lived in a time when you've declared something? I know you have because you're believers in Christ. You've declared, Lord, by, by your will, I, I, will, I will see a victory in this situation. I will see a victory, Lord. I'm going to pray. And with the eyes of faith, I see that victory coming right now. I see that job you're going to grant me. I see that home that you're going to get me. Lord, I see that healing that you're going to bring me. Lord, by the eyes of faith, I see it. How many can relate to that? You've prayed that. You've declared that by faith. Amen. Speak to your faith to make it grow. Oh, well, I don't know if that's possible. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? Yes. Thank you. Man, we're, we're here because of an almighty God. Yes. Not just a mighty God, but the almighty God. Amen? Yes. We are here because He loves you. Yes. When you begin to speak about things of faith, when you get, begin to speak on these things, they manifest themselves in the natural realm. Yes. Did you know that? The Bible says that you speak things of faith and then they begin to manifest in the natural realm. You have to declare certain things ahead of time even though your eyes tell you something else. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My marriage is falling apart. I have no idea how, how to fix this. But I declare in the name of Jesus for healing in my marriage. I see my wife, the, the same person that I married, loving me, me loving her, having a healthy dialogue. By faith, I declare that. Yes. And when you begin to speak those things, God has a way of supernaturally 
having those things occur in the natural. In the natural. Amen? How many believe that today? Yes? Amen. See, your boldness in faith will open up doors of opportunity for you. How bold are you? How bold are you? You serve a mighty God, so you you should be as bold as you can be. There's nothing to hide back under. You shouldn't be under a rock going, I don't know if that's possible, Lord. God can do all things, amen? Uh, Our fourth one, and I know I'm going through these quick, but here's the fourth one. Free your faith from negativity. I can't emphasize this one enough. Don't look at the person next to you. But how many of us know people that live in negativity? How many people that you know that the glass is half empty? Right? The glass is half empty all the time. And it's always complain about this. Complain about that. Right? Now, let me ask you another question. Do you like hanging around people like that 24-7? No. I don't know anybody that does. So why... Well, I, I won't even go there. But free your, mind, your faith from negativity. Here, here's the thing that I know is we cannot progress up. We cannot level up if there's certain things that are holding us back, like negativity. Negativity will hold you back. Listen to this. Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Faith and doubt cannot live in the same household. Oil and water cannot be mixed and and they just do not blend together. Neither can faith and doubt. Cast that out. Cast that doubt out. God didn't give you a spirit of doubt. Amen. Rebuke that spirit of doubt. Amen. When doubt leaves your life, you're presented with opportunities unlimited when doubt leaves your life. See, the enemy's goal is to plant that doubt in your mind. Just the seed. Just the seed. Because if he can plant a seed, he's got you. Just a little seed. Oh, well, that's never going to happen. Well, you know what happened last time. Oh, you know what they told you over there. You know what they're going to say over here. The bank will never give you that loan. Who do you think you are? Satan will try to trick you and cause doubt and negativity to dwell in your spirit. And before you know it, you're just beat up. Unless you realize who you are. You are a child of the King. Amen. You're a child of the Most High God, Almighty God. And He wants to build your faith up. He wants to encourage you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So how do you get rid of doubt or negativity? Because that's one of the common questions I hear from people is, well, how do I get rid of this nagging doubt and this negativity? It's always rolling around in my mind. I would tell you this, according to the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, you have it on your outline. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do you get rid of doubt, negativity? Well, I got to submit myself to Almighty God first. Number one, submit myself to the truth, to the word, to what I know to be truthful. And then resist the devil. That means no matter what attacks come my way, I resist. I will not receive that. I do not claim that. I rebuke it. And the Bible says he will flee from you. 
You know what flee means? It doesn't mean just to just walk away. It means to take off. Because he don't want to have nothing to do with you anymore. He doesn't want to mess with you anymore. Because he sees that you are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. As a believer. Amen? Amen. Get rid of that doubt. You get faith by studying the word. Amen? Amen. Study the word until you know that you know. Have you ever heard that? That you know that you know. When you were first courting, dating, whatever you want to call it, you met that person. But deep down, you wanted to know that you know that they loved you, right? Or they liked you. You wanted to know that. You weren't trying to just guess, but you wanted to know that you know. There's certain, certain things in life that you need to know that you know. Amen? Amen. I, you know, I, I can't help but think... I've even been asked this. Well, Pastor Rick, I don't even know if I'm saved. And these are people that will come to church, will ask God to forgive them of their sins, receive Christ into their life. And I will tell you straight up right there, God has sealed you. God has forgiven you. God has called you to be his child. And he's filled you with his presence. Amen. You are a believer in Christ. In fact, the Bible says this, and it's not on your outline. This is just for somebody here today that's doubting that they are a child of God. Listen to these words. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. See, God doesn't want you walking around in life wondering if you're going to get to heaven. He wants you to know it here and now, that you know that you know. Amen? He wants you to know that you know that you're going to get to heaven. That It's not about, well, I hope to one day if God wills, you know, maybe. No. God wants you to know and settle that right here now. Amen? Amen. 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 Doubt needs to leave. Negativity needs to leave. And then finally on that point, let's read this last scripture. John chapter 10 and verse 17 in the King James. It says it this way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing... By the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. How do you hear the word of God? Well obviously in places like today. At the church. Listening to the word of God being preached. But you can also hear it. At home. On your computer. On your phone. In the car. There's so many ways. It's not like it was 30 years ago. 40 years ago. There wasn't even. You couldn't find things like you can now. You accidentally run into things of God today. Amen? And that's a good thing. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, help us to level up by listening to your word and hearing it and then being doers of your word. And then point number five, believing that all things, everybody say all. All all things are possible. Let me ask you today question for you today is do you believe all things are possible yes. put that thing that you are going through right now right in front of you put it right there and say do you believe that all things are possible that God can help you with that thing whatever it is because here's what the Bible says all things are possible to him who believes amen do you believe yes. do you believe yes. now the problem with that is we live in, I always call it the microwave generation. We just want to put it in there and press 30 seconds and want our answer right now. Amen? Yeah. It doesn't work that way with God. 
does not work that way. He had Moses wait for 40 years in the desert. 40 years. He had, he had Joseph imprisoned in the Old Testament for years before he answered his prayers and put him in command of all of Egypt. Amen? Amen. Great story. You've got to read that story in Genesis. But do you believe that all things are possible? Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, this is the message translation, says it this way. Nothing you see is impossible with God. So what he's telling you right now is that thing you just thought of that says, well, Pastor, you don't know about this. The scripture would tell you nothing you see is impossible with God. Amen. Name whatever obstacle is facing you right now. And the Lord would tell you right now. Nothing you see is impossible with God. Amen? Amen? With God, nothing is impossible. That, that means we're limited in our prayers. We're unlimited, excuse me, in our prayers. We can pray anything as long as it's according to His will. As long as it lines up with His will. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So there is one thing we can do that, that, that is not possible with God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we have to have faith. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I love what Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says. It's not on your outline, but it says, in the King James Version, it says it this way. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Think about that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. You can't see it with your natural eye. Because God has a way of, of hiding things from us, but in the spiritual, He'll allow us to see it. He'll allow us to see it through His Word. He'll allow us to believe it and to claim it and then receive it. Amen? And then our final point, final point is point number six, share it with others, yes. share it with others. You know, often I tell people, uh, especially when they're a new believer, I tell them the most powerful thing you have in your arsenal as a believer, it's not the fact that you can quote scriptures or even quote the entire book of John or the whole Bible. It's none of that. Uh, thank you. It's your testimony. Your testimony is the most powerful weapon you have as a believer because nobody can take that away from you. See, I, I can go out in the street and I can debate or argue an, an unbeliever, an atheist, an agnostic about the Word of God. They don't believe it. But they cannot argue against my testimony about what God has done in my life. Can I get an amen? amen. God has done something miraculous in your lives and that is a miracle. He's brought you out of darkness, taken you out of the miry clay, out of sin, put you on, on a rock with your feet to stay forevermore, amen? And who is that rock? Jesus Christ is your rock, amen? He wants you to stand on Him and trust in Him, amen? So here's the thing with sharing it with others. Listen to the scripture Philemon chapter 1 and verse 6. God's word translation is this one here. It says this, as you share the faith, you have in common with others. I pray that you may come to have a complete knowledge of every blessing we have in Christ. 
You see, the blessing of knowing Christ is that we get more blessings. We get more blessings. God wants to bless his children. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about in all ways, in all aspects, in your relationships, in your home. How many would pay to have peace sometimes? Peace and comfort in your own home. How many would just pay to have that? God gives that to you free. God gives that to you free. Amen. How many would pay to just have companionship? Sometimes we we, we seek that. God promises to be your companion and to be with you and strengthen you and love you. Amen. He's your peace and comfort. Amen. Share every blessing we have. In Christ with others. Share it with others. At, at Safeway. And believe me. You need anointing when you go to Walmart. And share your blessing with others. So pray before you walk into Walmart. Lord help me. Anoint me today. That I can share what God has done in my life this week. Can I tell you about God? Because you know you're going to be standing in line. It's like the DMV. You'll be standing in line. And just look at your neighbor. And just. Hey. You know, can I tell you what God's done in my life? Last night. We, Anna and I, we went to a wedding yesterday, and after the wedding, we had a date night, because we hadn't had one for a couple of weeks, and we try to go every week. So we went out to dinner, and there was a gentleman that sat down, an elderly gentleman, sat down by himself while we were waiting to be seated, and I saw him, and he reminded me of an old co-worker I had, just physically. And so, I I don't know, I, I was guessing this gentleman was in his 80s, and he was just sitting there by himself, and then... We got seated, and then they seated him right behind us, and he was by himself. So right away, I just said to Ann, I said, we're going to pay for his dinner. Because I I do that every now and then because it's better to give than to receive, amen? So I told the waiter, and I I didn't want to say it out loud because he was, I mean, from here to where Melody is. So I put it on a text. I wrote it in a text, and I showed it to the waiter. I want to pay for his meal, but do it discreetly. Meaning, don't tell him, right? right? So dinner goes on, and I could see him, because I'm looking at him. I see him just like this, and he's asking the waiter for the, the ticket. And the waiter goes, oh, well, that gentleman, he just blew the whole thing. I didn't want him, I didn't want to get the thanks for it. I just wanted to bless him. Yeah. I just wanted to be a blessing to him. Yeah. So I say that to say this, that God gives you blessings and when he gives you blessing, he wants you to be a blessing to somebody else. Yeah. Amen. You don't just hog it for yourself. You're a blessing to be a blessing to other people around you. Amen. So that gentleman came up and as it so happened, he was a minister and his wife had passed and he was having dinner by himself. And it was a blessing to be able to bless him. He was so thankful. And he shook my hand. I didn't get his name, but he was so thankful. And he appreciated it. Amen. God is good. God is good. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 8, 9 say this. Thank God. Call out his name. Tell the whole world who he is and what he's done. Sing to him. Play songs for him. Broadcast all his wonders. Are we doing that today, church? When you want to level up, begin to tell everybody what he's done for you, what he's done in your family, what, what, what miracle he's done in your job place, how you've got a job because of him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And as I close at this time, here's, here's one of the amazing things that happens, and I'll bring up sports again, but 
when our favorite athlete does something, you know, come tomorrow at work, I'll be at work with, I work with three other guys in my department there that we love to talk about sports all the time because they're all great sports fans. So usually at this time of the year, it's, it's football, basketball, you know, and hey, did you see what LeBron did? Yeah, man, he, he went crazy, he scored 42 points or whoever, right? Unbelievable. When we, <coughs> excuse me, when we see our children playing t-ball or football, yeah, can I tell you what my kid did? They did awesome. They, they ripped off a 50-yard run, scored a touchdown, Brother Martin. They were awesome. But here's what I would ask you today. How many of you are telling others about what God has done in your life? Yeah. About how awesome God is. About what He's done in your life. About how He's forgiven you. Given you a second chance. A third chance. Yeah. A seventh chance. Yeah. How many are bragging on him today, tomorrow, when you go to work or wherever it is that you go tomorrow? Maybe it's the laundromat. I don't know. Are you telling others, can I tell you about what my God is doing? Can I tell you about what he's done? See, that's what God wants you to do. How much time do we spend bragging on God? Psalms 34 and verse 3 says this. Won't you stand with me? As we conclude this afternoon, Psalms 34 and verse 3 says this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. See, the way you level up by faith is by sharing his word with others, sharing with others what he's done for you in your life. That's how you level up in faith because your faith increases. Because what he's done for you, he'll do for somebody else. And he'll do for another person and another person. Amen. And your faith just abounds, abounds. When I first got saved, I was the first person in my family that got saved. And I began to witness to my mom right here in the front row and my dad in the front row. And I said, what God did for me, he can do for you. Now, did it happen five minutes later, the next day? No, that same year though, my mom got saved. My sister got saved as well. I have two sisters and one brother. And then I believe it was the following year, my, my second sister got saved. My dad got saved within two years. And then there was my brother Reuben. <laughs> A little harder there on the edges, but 10 years later, he got saved. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Give God a hand clap. And I say that, say this, that our faith, by faith, I was believing, God, you're going to do something in their life. You're going to do something in their life. You're going to touch them. And every single one of them got saved. Amen. God is good. Their families all know Christ. Every single one of them, they all know Jesus. God is good. God is good. God is good. Let me just close by telling you this. Faith is believing that God is going to take you places before you even get there. Just like he did with my family. Faith is believing that God is going to take you somewhere before you even get there. Your belief. So what is your belief? That determines your action. Do you believe? It's going to determine your action. It's going to determine whether you do anything or whether you don't act. And I'll close with this. 
Fear looks, faith jumps. Fear looks, faith jumps. Let's bow our head. Father, we thank you, Lord, today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you love us. Lord, I pray today, just like I do every day in my life, Lord, that my faith would increase. But I pray today for every person in this place, every person that later hears this on a podcast, Lord, that you would increase their faith, that doubt would have to run, that negativity would have to leave, that faith would arise, that, Lord, that you would begin to fulfill that purpose in, their, in that life that you have always desired for that person. So I pray right now, let our eyes of faith be opened. Let our eyes of faith be able to see that you are capable of doing all things. So, Father, grant us that faith today. Grant us that faith today. With your heads bowed, if there's anyone, anyone here today that has never invited Christ into their life, and this is step one, and just said, Lord, I want to ask you to forgive me today. I want to know that I want to know that I'm going to spend eternity with you. Yes. And if you've never prayed a prayer like that, I want to pray with you today. And with every head bowed, if that's you today, just raise your hand so I can see you today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And if there's anybody here today as well that wants to recommit their life and say, Lord, I've, I've heard this message and it reminds me that I'm not where I want to be and I want to get there. I want to get there. And Lord, today I'm rededicating my life to you yes. to live it with purpose and passion. And I'm going to level up in my faith, Lord. And I'm going to begin to declare to the world what you've done in my life. If that's you today and you want to rededicate your life, just raise your hand and I want to pray with you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If there's anybody else too that wants to just come up at this time and you want to come up to these altars and just pray, you're more than welcome to come up at this time. We're going to pray right now though for these people that raise their hand. Father, you saw these hands lifted today. And Lord, I pray God that your hand of love, of protection would be upon them. But Father, I pray right now that uh, every hand that was raised to you that you would bring them forgiveness yes. into their heart, Lord. And each person that raised their hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. It's a simple prayer. Just repeat it after me. Everybody say this together with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you. Heavenly Father, I come before you. I need you today. I need you today. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. All my wrongdoings. All my wrongdoings. And I receive you today. And I receive you today. I know you went to the cross to die for me. I know you went to the cross to die for me. And I believe you rose on the third day. And I believe you rose on the third day. To give me everlasting life. To give me everlasting life. And I thank you for a second chance. And I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 If look at me, if you said that prayer, just know that your heavenly father is pleased with you. He wants to let you know that he loves you, that he wants to encourage you, and that he loves you. Amen. Amen. Amen.